0: Welcome to the Local Church Matters podcast, where we talk about matters of the local church and why the local church matters. I am Greg and I'm here with my co-host and co-pastor, Brad. Hello
1: everyone.
0: And we're here on episode seven, uh, just chugging right through, talking about sort of some big aspects of the church and looking at all matters of things with the church. We now know why the church exists. That was our last podcast to glorify God through proclaiming his excellencies to the world and by bearing spiritual fruit. Today, we wanna get maybe a little more practical than we have, and we wanna talk about the mission of the church. what are we supposed to be doing here? (laughs) I had, when I was going over this, um, I found one writer, uh, from a great book, uh, Wayne Mack and and Dave Swavely wrote a book called life in the father's house. And they said this, and, and maybe Brad, you can comment on this, but he says, they say the mission of the church is the salvation of souls and the edification of God's people. The salvation of souls and the edification of God's people.
1: Yeah, the, the focus is right. I mean, we, we have a mission, in, a, in other words, to unbelievers, and we have sort of a mission to believers, right? So that's what they're getting at. Obviously the mission of the church, though, can't be the salvation of souls, because we can't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: What, what, what we can do is obviously proclaim to them the gospel so that they can be saved, so yeah. I would, I would clarify it that way. The mission of the church is, the pro- is to proclaim the gospel so that sinners can hear it and be saved and then build up believers in the faith uh, as well so that they are mature in Christ and can make disciples.
0: Yeah, and, and maybe uh, maybe another book that, that, again, is a great one. It's actually called What is the Mission of the Church? Great title by Kevin DeYoung and Greg Gilbert. They say that the mission of the church is that the church is sent into the world to witness to jesus by proclaiming the gospel and making disciples of the nations and they summarize it as proclamation and disciple making and maybe that's more of what you're getting at
1: yeah i think
0: so Exactly. yeah they go on at the end of the book so i'm just gonna ruin the book for you you still read it what is the mission of the church Uh, They say the mission of the church is to go into the world and make disciples by declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ in the power of the spirit and gathering these disciples into the church that they might worship and obey Jesus Christ now and in eternity to the glory of God, the father. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a, yeah. So it, so I like that proclamation and disciple making. Is the mission of the church? The question is where we see this. Where do we where do we see this mission? Because obviously we're not pulling this out of thin air.
1: Yeah, I mean, thankfully we, we don't have to, right? That, that's the that's the benefit of huh, having God's revelation. Christ Himself declared the mission for His church. One of the last last things He said before He ascended, uh, Matthew twenty eight. 18 through 20. You got that text. I could loosely quote it, but
0: Yeah, I could loosely quote it. <laughs> uh,
1: all authority has been given to me on he- in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. He says, baptizing them and teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Um, probably
0: butchered it so if you haven't read it yeah no that's good it's good so all of this jesus came and said uh all authority in heaven and art on earth has been given to me so we have an authority there jesus's head go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son of and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you and behold i'm with you always to the end of the age so we have then right there our, our mission given to us very clearly from Jesus summarized, which has been summarized again down to proclaiming and disciple-making.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, in the context there, he's, he's obviously with the disciples. He, he, he has spent, you know, three years of his life and ministry Discipling them, so that tells us what discipleship is, right? What did he do? He, he took those 12 men or 11, trained them, taught them, taught them how to understand and apply the scripture to their life and, um, you know, served, gave them an example of serving people, loving people. Um, they followed him around and watched everything he did, listened to everything he said, and he's basically now at the end, saying, "Okay, your turn. Go do what I did. Go <laughs> make disciples." And so it's kind of, I think, a way of saying what I want you guys to do now is ev- you know, evangelize, spread the gospel, uh, multiply, reproduce. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't just congregate as Christians, but we, yeah, we have something to do and. It's kind of putting, kind of mobilizing believers to go out and uh, spread the good news of the gospel and get the word out. Jesus is Lord and sinners can be reconciled to God now by faith in him. Spread that news and lead others into that saving knowledge of Christ so they can know him and follow him as well
0: and i think it's important to even off the top remember this is what jesus told us to do we're we're not rogue churches trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing you know we make up our own mission statement (laughs) Mm -hmm. but rather we have a mission statement if you want to put it that way and it's given to us by the head of the church and he he tells us what to do he he tells us to make disciples that's that's the main verb here Mm -hmm. is to make disciples we know that that making it a disciple uh, simply just means to be a student, to be a learner. Uh, you know, we know that from the disciples. Um, and Jesus said it very simply, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, John chapter 8. Mm-hmm. So a disciple is one who is someone who accepts and submits themselves to Jesus, uh, follows Jesus, leans on Jesus, knows Jesus, Uh, puts off self uh, denies self as we see in luke 9 and in other places and becomes like jesus that's that's the point of of discipleship so that's what we're supposed to be doing making people or or bringing people to know jesus so they can be like him
1: yeah yeah learner a student that's that's a good perspective right because it's all that's never done we're always going to be in process so we're all disciples uh, and we're we're all to be in in the process of learning more and more about Christ and growing more and more mm-hmm. in our obedience and faithfulness to him.
0: yeah and so and so for some it, it sometimes and maybe you've been in places like this where it seems like the goal of the church is to get more people in the church.
1: yeah, so it's good to you know just to see that imperative make disciples um, <laughs> that's the mission, not make. A big church, not make church attenders necessarily, but um, make disciples. We're focusing on uh, spiritual reality, spiritual truth, and depth in people. That's that's what we want to focus on, not just um, drawing a crowd or filling up filling up a building. So, make disciples gives gives um substance to our mission right like we have it, it, it's it's an in-depth lifelong process that we're calling people to commit to and uh, we want to focus on all that he has commanded us so there's a life of obedience and we're never done learning what all that entails so i think it gives depth and substance to our, our ministry, our activity, our mission.
0: Yeah, and, and thankfully, Jesus didn't just leave us there, right? He didn't just say, go make disciples, see ya, you know. But rather, he gave us the, the way then. Also, we're supposed to do that by giving us a bunch of other uh, verbs that surround the, the main verb there of make disciples.
1: Yeah, it can be misleading in some translations where it says, Go! And make disciples. Um, the go part, as well as the baptizing and teaching part, are participles, meaning they're kind of subordinate verbs to the main verb. Make disciples is the imperative. And then, how do you do that? Going, baptizing, teaching. Mm-hmm. So, you kind of have to break down what those yeah. three aspects mean.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I think they're all pretty simple. It Seems like, you know, going of course means being active in, uh, of course, getting out to people. Right? I mean, we could simply say evangelize. We're we're not waiting for the world to come to us, saying, "Oh, please give us the good news." But rather, we know from Scripture that that is not the heart of men, and not the heart of people. They they deny God. Romans three. They don't even seek God, and so it is upon us like what God did with Jesus to send his news into the world. And so we must go, go to the world, not wait for the world.
1: Yeah, it's, it's us taking the initiative, in other words, uh, being, being proactive and intentional in our lives and in our churches. Uh, to take it to the world. Take this news of the gospel to others. Don't just be passive uh, and idle. Uh, but active about doing that, proactive about doing
0: that. Yeah, and, and here we actually we find something interesting in the Greek language. So if you ever get to study the Bible in Greek, here we have a word that's um, literally it's it's in Greek. It is considered an aorist passive participle, which simply means that it is having already been done or it's already happening. Meaning we can literally translate it: having gone. Therefore, uh, it, so it's not really a requirement. It's not an imperative. It's not a command. Rather, Jesus is making, this is cool, an assumption that this is part of discipleship.
1: Yeah, I like the translation, as you're going. So it, it implies that you are going. You know, you, you, in other words, it's not saying you have to go somewhere to do this. Or you have to move to Mozambique to do this. It's <laughs> saying, as you're going about the course of your life, make it the priority to make disciples, to evangelize people and disciple people. Which means that this is something all Christians can do because yeah. you don't have to be a missionary on a foreign mission field to do this.
0: Yeah yeah you just you you do this wherever you are cuz yeah. you go cuz the world is right there it's sometimes it's actually just in your house but it's it's already there and the great part about this the model of it is the is the early church they they yeah. Took this and they ran with it. So we see in Acts 5 that the apostles were accused of filling Jerusalem with the teaching of Jesus. Acts 17, in Athens at that point, you know, the center of civilization like our New York, Christians are accused of turning the world upside down with their message of Christ. And even a young church, the Thessalonian church, Paul commends in 1 Thessalonians 1 that they that the message of the gospel was ringing and sounding forth from them. And that's what they were known for. So the, the point is, is that part of discipleship or making is we've got to get out into the world. We've got to get the proclamation of the gospel that saves people from their sins into the world. That's part of our disciple making is evangelization.
1: Right, which which obviously is a is a you know in, in involves an act of of proclaiming, teaching, preaching, however you want to say it, evangelizing. <clears throat> but obviously, it also implies um, having relationships with unbelievers, right? And this is the this is the challenge for most of us as Christians, is we we get so church centered or family centered in our lives that man before long you look around and you know there aren't any unbelievers in your life you maybe have some casual acquaintances at work or your neighbors or whatever but so it gets harder and harder to cultivate relationships with unbelievers Mm -hmm. and so i think the going part kind of it, it, it is what that's is what that's about we, we have to be intentional about cultivating relationships with unbelievers so that we can proclaim the gospel to them
0: yeah and 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 we see that of course in jesus's life when he was a friend of sinners i mean that was used as a as a backhanded comment from the pharisees but he was a friend of sinners, and the reason he was a friend of sinners is because he knew sinners. <laughs> and, and he got down to them to, in order to uh, yeah, he went, he give himself. To their, he went to their
1: homes, he went to their parties. I mean he hung out with them. That was yeah. this is why I came. It's not the, you know, the healthy that need a physician, but the sick. You yeah. know, we call sinners to repentance, not the righteous.
0: So it's no, it's no surprise to us then that Jesus, this is the first part of discipleship is to get out there, get the message out there. The second part is the next part, which is um, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. This, this is just the sign of the initial sign of an obedient heart. Uh, this is the sign of uh, true belief. Uh, Peter actually put these together in Acts chapter two, repent And let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what happened. These people who were saved then were baptized. And it wasn't just one or two people. On that day, 3,000 people repented. And their sign of obedience was baptism. And so they were just following uh, Jesus' prescription here of discipleship. When you become a Christian, then Jesus becomes your Lord. And you follow him and the first step of that obedience is baptism um acts chapter 8 ethiopian was baptized immediately after belief the apostle paul uh before he was the apostle paul uh, when he was saul he was he believed in christ he was baptized right away we see this again cornelius in chapter 10 of acts the believers in corinth in acts chapter 18 Um, other believers who had been baptized by john the baptist but not in the name of jesus in Acts chapter 19. so The point of this is, even though we believe, of course, that baptism is not necessary for salvation, right? We're saved by God's grace uh, alone, working through our faith as a gift of God, Ephesians 2. Baptism is um, a divinely designated sign of the believer's identification with Jesus. And so it becomes a necessary act of obedience. You know, uh,
1: baptism... I mean, this is the local church matters podcast. So we have to say this, um, baptism is also how these new converts were added to the, what to the church, to the church, yeah, to the local church, a local church. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's an important aspect of discipleship too, as we are discipling, as we evangelize people and they become believers, um, part of discipling them is bringing them to the understanding that now that you're a believer, you belong to the body of Christ. You need to, you need to say that publicly. And baptism is how, how you say that. Baptism is how you show your um, association with this group of people called believers in the church. So uh, in a sense, we're, 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 stressing that through baptism. That. We're, we're pressing uh for the importance of participation in a local fellowship
0: yeah and i don't think i think that's the one thing we miss you know we get we have we have evangelism crusades or revivals that's old time maybe but maybe we have you know camps and whatever that you know preach the gospel and maybe people believe and they tell them to go back and baptize but it's never clearly communicated or at least from my personal experience growing up in certain churches and being in certain churches, it was never really communicated that exact thing that baptism equals membership to your local church and every local church you join after that time Uh, because it's necessary. We are baptized into Christ, which means we're baptized into his body, which is the church. So to make disciples, the church is to go to unbelievers, preach the gospel, call them to repentance and faith, and then, of course, this obedience. And that's really where the third aspect of discipleship comes in. Maybe the part we're all either most friendly with or we like the most, I guess, is in in verse 20, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. So conversion is not the end goal for the church when it comes to discipleship obedience to in baptism is not even the end goal, but rather teaching them is and I and I think that makes sense because remember a disciple is a learner right a student and so it's the church's job to do teaching to call disciples Christians to observe and obey the teaching but what teaching is are we talking about here?
1: all no, that I commanded you. That's
0: right. <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not talking about philosophies or other pop psychology or whatever moved me sort of this week, but rather we are to teach in the church, in the local church, we are to teach Jesus' commandments, which of course is extended into the New Testament words based on John fourteen. Um it's important because we we need the word the word is what builds us up the word is what gives us knowledge of god and of our actions and and it gives us depth and understanding of how god works and what he's like and how he's moving in the world and what people are doing in the world i, I love the quote i i think it's john bunyan you could maybe maybe you could say it's someone else i love the person who's saying you could block him up in a lock me up in a cell And give me a Bible and I can tell you everything that's wrong with the world without even knowing the world. And that's exactly true with the Bible. We need to teach the Bible. We need to teach God's Word, what Jesus has given us through all these men who've written the Word, so that people can grow up in their faith, not deceived by false doctrine, not uh, tricked by crafty false teachers, but rather, as Ephesians 4 says, obtaining the knowledge of the Son of God that results in a maturity of faith.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, boy, so thorough in what he said, so simple, but so thorough teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So mm-hmm. making disciples is not just teaching anything we want. It's teaching them what he wants taught, but it's also teaching them not just to know what he said, but to do what he said, and that's that's the challenge, really. and that's the core of discipleship, isn't it? That's the essence of what making disciples is it's it's teaching it's teaching scripture, it's teaching people the Word of God, teaching people the Word of Christ and helping them to understand it and live it, apply it to every area of mm-hmm. their life, live in obedience to it,
0: yeah. So with that understanding, uh,
1: we'll stop right there
0: for this week of local church matters. I know we're just getting to the good stuff, right? Cause we want to, we want to talk about application. We want to talk about how this works out in the local church. And, and more specifically, we want to talk about how it works out in our local church, because being local church pastors, we have to think how does Jesus want this to work out in our church? And so that's what we're going to do next time. We're going to, sit down and and talk about how this discipleship, the mission of the church to proclaim and to be disciple makers works itself out. And we'll do that next time. So thank you for listening to the local church matters podcast, where we talk about the matters of the local church and why the local church matters.